This is AutoLine Daily, the show dedicated to enthusiasts of the global automotive industry. It's day 35 of the UAW strike, and it's all quiet on the labor front. No major developments to report, though Ford did lay off another 150 workers at an axle plant. But even though there is a lull in the action, stay tuned. You never know what UAW President Sean Fain could do next. And that's going to be one of the topics on AutoLine After Hours later today. We'll have labor expert Bob Shiravelli, who has great insight into how this strike is developing and how it could end up. Meanwhile, there is big news from Tesla, which reported its third quarter earnings yesterday. And while analysts expected lower revenue and profits, the numbers were still a bit of a shock. Tesla actually sold 27% more vehicles in the quarter compared to a year ago, and total revenue came to $23 billion, which was up 9% from last year. But net profits came in at only $1.8 billion, down 44% from a year ago, and Tesla's operating margin was only 7.6%, a massive drop from the 17.2% it had last year. Obviously, price cuts and planned production downtime really took their toll, and the stock price fell almost 7% on the news. But we always learn a lot when Elon Musk conducts an earnings call with Wall Street analysts, and here are some of the highlights we picked up on. Elon really played down expectations for the Cybertruck. He emphasized how complicated it is to build, and predicted it will take up to 18 months before it reaches volume production and becomes cash flow positive. Quote, we dug our own grave with Cybertruck, he told analysts. He said the Cybertruck will not hit full line speed until 2025, but he also said it's our best product ever and pointed out it has a million reservations. Elon also said, He's deeply worried that high interest rates are making cars less affordable and admitted that Tesla has started to advertise more, something that he used to brag that they never had to do. Tesla is still going ahead with the plant in Mexico, but Elon says it's not going to go flat out and will watch the world economic situation and interest rates to decide how fast or slow it will go. But it wasn't all negative. Production of 4680 battery cells in Texas were up 40% in just the last quarter. That's largely thanks to cutting scrap by 40%. And cells in the Cybertruck have 10% more energy density than the ones in the Model Y. The company continues to make impressive gains in cost reduction. The average cost of a Tesla is $37,500 which is about $2,000 less than it was at the beginning of the quarter and despite all that planned factory downtime. So, it wasn't a good quarter for Tesla, but it wasn't the end of the world either. Now we'll have to see how and if the company can get back to its impressive growth rate and its industry best margins. GM and Honda are doing a lot together. They're jointly developing fuel cells and working on autonomous vehicles. Here's the latest. Honda, GM, and GM's AV unit crews are forming a new joint venture that will offer driverless taxi rides in Japan in 2026. Initially, quote, 
dozens of origins, Cruise's purpose-built robo-taxi will offer rides in central Tokyo, but they'll eventually grow that to a fleet of 500. Users will have to go to specific pickup points before being taken to their destination, and will handle everything from hailing to paying for a ride through a smartphone app. Honda's initial investment in Cruise was $750 million, but that will grow to $2 billion over a 12-year period to help develop the technology. In 2021, Cruise started sending autonomous Chevy Bolts to Japan in preparation for this new business that they just announced that's coming in 2026. All of the origin shuttles for the new JV will be made at GM's Detroit Hamtramck plant in Michigan. And speaking of Honda and AVs, it's expanding use cases for its autonomous work vehicle prototype. It's shown how it can help out on a farm, and now it revealed how it can take over repetitive tasks at an airport. The vehicle is electric and can operate on its own, or a human can take over with a remote control and even program in certain routes that are driven a lot. It's capable of carrying up to 400 kilograms or 880 pounds and towing 750 kilograms or over 1,650 pounds, which makes it suitable for lawn mowing or carting around heavy loads. Honda didn't reveal the battery size, but says it has a range of up to 45 kilometers or about 28 miles. The autonomous work vehicle was first shown in 2018, and Honda says it's currently doing field tests with the hopes of bringing it to market one day. At Schaeffler, we pioneer motion. Electrifying mobility. Manufacturing smarter. Reducing CO2 emissions. Making energy production clean. Schaeffler pioneers motion to advance how the world moves. One casualty of the UAW strike could be GM's EV timeline. It's delaying production of the Chevy Silverado EV at its Orion plant in Michigan by a year. The truck was scheduled to go into production late next year, but now it won't start rolling down the line until late 2025. GM is delaying production to, quote, better manage capital investment while aligning with EV demand. Here's our translation. This strike is costing us a lot, and we're not as optimistic as we were before on how many people will buy an EV. The Orion plant also builds the Chevy Bolt, but that's going out of production at the end of this year, meaning the plant could be idled for two years. The Silverado EV is also built at GM's Hamtramck plant in Michigan. Currently, they only make the work truck version, but the retail version starts later this year. GM isn't the only one thinking that EV mania is cooling off. Hyundai cut the lease price of the Ionic 5 and 6 in the U.S. by $50 a month. So, an Ionic 6 is now $299 a month, and the Ionic 5 is $349 per month for 36-month leases. But this also means that the Ionic 6 is now $44 a month cheaper than leasing a Tesla Model 3. 
and even the rich are not as keen on EVs as they were just a while ago. EV startup Lucid only delivered 1,457 air sedans in the third quarter, just slightly ahead of the 1,404 it delivered in the previous quarter. However, production slipped to 1,550 vehicles in Q3, down from the 2,173 units it built in Q2. So, with GM delaying Silverado EV production, Hyundai cutting EV lease prices, and Lucid's weak sales, this could be a danger sign for EV sales in the U.S. But car dealers could be a big part of the EV problem. Some GM dealers are significantly marking up the price of the new Chevy Blazer EV. According to Cars Direct, several GM dealers in the U.S. are charging as much as $10,000 more than the MSRP. With the up to $7,500 federal tax credit, the starting price should be below $50,000, but with the markup, customers will have to fork over more than 70 grand. GM and Ford have had issues with dealers doing this with EVs in the past, and we think it's ridiculous that it's still happening. Stellantis is taking a page out of Ford's book and is carving out its commercial vehicle division. Called Stellantis Pro One, it will cover several brands, including Citroen, Fiat, Opel, Peugeot, Ram, and Vauxhall. In addition to commercial vehicles, the new business will offer fully connected vehicle technologies, which Stellantis expects to generate 5 billion euros in revenue a year by 2030. By the end of this year, 100% of its new vehicles will be connected, and by 2026, they will all have over-the-air update capabilities. Stellantis expects that 40% of its commercial vehicle sales will be BEVs by 2030, and it's also partnering with a company called Quinnomic to electrify older models in customers' fleets. And as part of the launch, Stellantis will reveal a new van lineup for each brand on Monday, including a hydrogen-powered vehicle. Toyota is showing off yet another concept for the Japan Mobility Show. The IMV Zero is a modular truck that's about 17 feet long and less than 6 feet wide. Toyota doesn't say what kind of powertrain it has, but it shows how it can be modified for a number of applications, from a food truck to an ambulance and even an extra cab on the back to expand its two-seat passenger capacity. The Japan Mobility Show kicks off on October 26th. The Hyundai Group plans to launch an eVTOL service and is making a couple of moves to get there. Its air mobility division, called Supernal, announced a partnership with Korean Air for help in designing and testing eVTOLs, or electric vertical takeoff and landing aircraft. Supernal also announced another partnership, and this one is to design and manufacture a landing gear system for the aircraft. It plans to launch eVTOLs in the U.S. in 2028, followed by Europe shortly after that. That's it for today. Thanks for watching. Auto Line Daily is brought to you by Bridgestone, solutions for your journey. Intrepid Control Systems, over-the-air engineering, boost your game. And by Scheffler, we pioneer motion.
We want to know what drives your testing, OTA, connected car, diagnostics, remote testing, Intrepid Control Systems is here to help you work from anywhere. Intrepid Control Systems, driven by your data.